0: Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Passion Project, the podcast about passionate people and the things that drive them. I'm your host, Taylor Reed, and thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Passion Project. We greatly appreciate you guys. Go ahead and follow us if you haven't already at passionproject.pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys as well. This week on episode 17 of Passion Project, we have John Thomas Philiger. He is a nurse in Richmond, Virginia. I'm excited for you guys to hear all about his life, um, growing up with brothers, and um, hearing about why he's passionate about the healthcare system. So, without further ado, here is episode 17 of Passion Project. Cited. John Thomas Filliger yeah. I, you know, for a long time I was like, does he like been calling J T or John Thomas more or just John? I don't know why. Part of me was like, I feel like he hates J T. No, okay. I, I, it I, was I don't endearing. know why. I thought it was endearing. That. As I got <laughs> it older,
1: it was like that was my kid's self right. like we can put right. that in the past i'm john i'm college john right, but right, you know right, like right, if right. you call me jt do people at your JT. work now
0: call you jt no not at all. oh really no, no, no. i'm john nurse john so interesting yeah well welcome <coughs> to passion project i'm Thank so you. excited that you're on um for <laughs> I'm people excited to be here yes we are recording in kind of his house <laughs> his brother's house that he lives in and it is so aw- it's so fun and you yep. rent yes mm-hmm. um he kind of just spoke a little bit, but John is a nurse, and yeah. so we're gonna get all into that, and why he wanted to do that. But we're um, but first of all, I should say that we know e- we know each other. F- we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, probably coming up on a decade. Yeah, probably, probably something like that. Maybe even more. Maybe yeah, even longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did theater together, and and past um, guests n- uh, have talked about it, but we did in uh, theater organization growing up and then we went to the same college mm-hmm. um and then we roomed together we for roommates. a little <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> for a little bit which was it's a whole other podcast of mm. what we could talk about with that <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um that would yeah be and, and i would just i just love you and love talking to you oh. and so i'm excited to have you on i'm happy to <laughs> have you thank here. you for for just making the time of course yeah um so <coughs> as listeners know uh, i've been um uh, these past couple months of course have been crazy for everyone mm-hmm. um i work in the school system so my s- you know once school ended i just kind of stayed at home for three months um but i've been kind of talking to everyone about their covid story i guess they're like what yeah. what it's been like and you have a very specific kind of journey, I guess, with Mm -hmm. it, because you told me, which I didn't know, you texted me and said, I've, you know, I've been working on a COVID unit Mm -hmm. and everything, because John is a nurse, like we said, but talk about, like, what this time has been for you, and stress, very stressful, and, like, have you had a lot of anxiety, like, I mean, a lot Uh, of people have, but, like, what has it been like for (coughs) you?
1: The first, back in March, when things really started escalating, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was probably the most stressful time, because... At work, everything was uncertain. Mm. We didn't know, right? It, really, anything about the virus. We didn't know how long it, you know, sus- was suspended in the mm-hmm. air. How it w- exactly how people were getting it, and how mm. it would affect people, and how it would not only just affect respiratory status, but the entire body, right. um, because it's more than just a respiratory illness, as we now know. So it was, it was stressful in the beginning. Um, now we talk at work how this is just the new norm. Right. Um, it is still very. It, there are many times of uncertainty uh, Mm. or moments of uncertainty, Um, but we've been getting through it together at work. Mm -hmm. But so I'm just grateful. I am grateful that in all of this, I still have a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know I'll always have a job as long as this virus is um, running rampant. But my life other than that hasn't changed that much other than I can't see people, I guess, you know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah. Has, um, can you talk about like, a day in, like, a COVID unit? Like, it's yeah. just, like, a typical day. Is, is it different than, like, a typical day? Is Like, if there oh wasn't yeah. COVID, oh like, yeah. do you? <coughs> does yes. that make sense? Yeah.
1: So I recently, like, a little over a month ago, started in the ICU. Okay. I was previously mm-hmm. on a ICU step-down unit. I was there for a couple of years mm-hmm. at St. Mary's. And um, the unit that I was on originally when the virus broke out, a um, s- couple weeks after the virus reached our hospital, we converted that unit
0: mm-hmm.
1: just about entirely into a COVID unit. Um, and then in the ICU, we're about 50% COVID, 50% mm-hmm. just regular ICU. So the day and uh, our, our days and our habits have absolutely changed. I mean, you're just wiping things down constantly. Right. Before you go into any room, you're wearing head-to-toe gear. You got to wear a there are a couple variations you know things mm-hmm. that you are able to don on um depending on what fits you or what you're fitted for mm-hmm. so everybody has to be fit for a specific mask and if you have facial hair or if you don't fit a certain mask then mm-hmm. they um require that you wear a like a suit lit. we call them the papper hood so it's an entire suit it's hooked up to a, a ventilation system that you strap around your waist wow. so i usually am wearing that one because i mean I don't shave every morning, and so sometimes I show up at work, and I'm like, I'm I'm getting the tapper today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, so it's just the process is lengthy, and you you have to before you go into each room, you have to make sure that you're covered head to toe, Mm. cover all of your mucous membranes because that's where Mm -hmm. the virus will get you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then caring for the patients has changed a lot as well. Um, Our ratio has changed. So nurses caring for COVID usually have one to two patients. Mm. Whereas like where I previously worked, we would have up to four patients per nurse. Right. But when COVID came around, we were one to one. And then as like the cases evolved, um, we were going two to one. So our ratios have changed just because the uh, it's a lot, a lot more goes into preparing to care for those patients. Mm-hmm. And they're unpredictable. That's something we learned early on. Mm. And I have, I could talk about that maybe later, but <laughs> just some things I've seen. But, um, yeah, the care itself has changed. Um, something that has, I mean, it's just heartbreaking, is that mm. patients can't have, COVID patients can't have, can't have any visitors, right, right. none. And okay. it, it was um, originally that no visitors were allowed, um, I think with the exception of, like, end of life if you were non-COVID. Mm-hmm. But if you were COVID, even when you were dying, you weren't allowed to have anybody there because right. then you, you just can't have somebody come on right. that unit. And so very strict um, policies were put into place and it kind of put an extra layer or an extra burden on nursing Mm -hmm. because not only were we caring for their acute needs, but also their emotional and spiritual needs, which is always a thing in nursing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was just...
0: And relational needs, really, too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. 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 But it was just, everything was just so much heavier. And so, I mean, I've, all of us have had to sit around, mm-hmm. you know, sit at the bedside of somebody taking their last mm-hmm. breath and their family is mm-hmm. not able to be there. All we can do is FaceTime with them right. on our phones or mm-hmm. sometimes we have like a, a unit mm-hmm. phone that we use. Yeah. Um, just sitting there and holding the hand of that person as they're dying, mm-hmm. holding the hand for their family, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and That's communicating so look- with family is much different because yeah, they're not able to be there to ask questions, you know, um based off of what they're seeing with their loved one they can't just right. ask the question to the doctor so you really have to kind mm-hmm. of lay out or draw a picture of what's going on and mm. it's been really heartbreaking yeah. that's been the most difficult part right. of all of this mm-hmm. for me personally it's you could ask anybody else so it pr- might be different might be the same right. but that's what's been difficult for me is um just seeing the fear in people's mm-hmm. eyes and just the sadness yeah. before they pass yeah by. It's
0: it's a lot. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, there's so many questions I have in my head. But the first one I want to uh, – is there a specific demographic you've seen? I know a lot of people talk about older patients. Yeah. But is that who, who you guys have mostly seen for it?
1: I had to be careful because I don't see every patient that comes through the doors. I can right. only tell you about the ones that I've seen personally. you know. And mm. like I said, we'd be like one-to-one one or two-to-one right. per nurse. So a lot of times they're the only people I see out of the mm-hmm. – Let's say we got, like, 12 on a unit at a right. time or something. Right. You know? But in my experience, most patients have been between, like, 60 and 80, I'd okay. say. Uh-huh. I have have had a handful of, like, patients in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people who have been infected or have had the virus, but have not. They're in the hospital just for respiratory mm-hmm. support, mm-hmm. like, some oxygen. or yeah, um, And an they're ICU. not in a dire situation. Right. Yeah, this is before I moved to the ICU. And... Uh, a lot of those patients were younger, Mm -hmm. um, in their twenties. Okay. Um, we do have had some younger 20 year olds in the ICU as well, though, that have required, um, more invasive Mm -hmm. care, Mm -hmm. but those patients usually have other things going on anyways. Right. Other comorbidities. Right. Right. But I can't say that for certain because I haven't cared for them myself.
0: Gotcha. And (coughs) you kind of touched on a little bit, but also, but like self care Mm -hmm. I'm sure especially is helpful being a nurse but like espe I feel like especially during this time so like yeah. what have you done specifically to like have self-care during covid time <laughs> like to help yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's like you said it's so heavy it's like I feel like the it's like a weight. It it's is. like Pilgrim's Progress. Like you're taking a weight to where I don't know if you know that reference, but yeah, uh, yeah, like, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like progress. Yeah. I have it. In it's while, like is having, it. A, having a. I'm sure it's like having a weight. Like every time you walk, which I'm sure it's like that every day. But like it, I feel like I don't know if you. I'm speaking. I don't mean yeah. to speak for you, but I'm sure it's like, it's like that every day when it's during this time. But
1: yeah, I think that. At least my nursing school, Liberty University, Mm -hmm. uh, they really prepared us for, like, the whole self-care. Right. You know, with Mm -hmm. nursing. And that's something that units prepare you for anyways. So Mm -hmm. we already had, I think, uh, at least myself, had an understanding of, like, what I need to do to prepare myself Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. next day. Mm -hmm. But, yes, like, things have absolutely changed with COVID. Yeah. Um, A lot more preparations had to take place. So, I mean, of course, prayer is a huge thing um, Mm -hmm. if you're – person of faith that's something that you're going to rely on f- or lean on right. first right i personally don't understand how people <laughs> can do it any other way i really right. don't i don't right. underst- i mean i just don't understand how you can sit there and watch somebody mm-hmm. die and have mm-hmm. no faith you know right yeah just, but um a lot of prayer um i try i you know get in the habit of praying every morning mm-hmm. usually it's i'm getting ready in the morning i I'm really bad about waking up early to do things, <laughs> so I usually just get up, get ready, and get out the door. But I have – I I mean, I always have the stoplight on the way to work where when I hit that stoplight, I just remember, oh, I need to pray. Mm-hmm. And I turn the radio off or whatever. Usually I'm listening to worship music yeah, anyways, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just turn the radio off, and I'll just pray, usually like out loud or something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just pray over myself but for the people I'll see and mm-hmm. encounter and coworkers. And mm-hmm. But, you know, it, you really build up a camaraderie with your um, – unit and yeah. they become like your family mm-hmm. especially in these times when you don't you can't i mean early on like i wasn't allowed to see my own family right because right. before the phase whatever too and mm-hmm. whatever but um you know you, you don't get to see anybody so your unit is your family and we would always talk about how like like we just we we almost look forward to going to work i remember mm-hmm. the first month we me and uh some coworkers were talking about how we were excited to go to work. We mm-hmm. know it will be really difficult, but we're excited to go to work because we'll be able to, you know, have some sort of contact with right. people that right. understand what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and almost the really only
0: people that would understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're already around them yeah. and you guys are all like already, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say exposed cause we have gear on yeah. and everything, but we're like in the same environment. Right. So in it's the trenches for, it's not words. Yeah. Right. It's like, we're not afraid of each other. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. Like, whereas mm-hmm. if I'm, if when I would go and swing by my parents' house to get something like they would stand all the way over here and I'm not allowed in the right, house, I got to right. be in the yard. And you know, it's like, right. there's that kind of like yeah. that fear. Or the grocery
0: store or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 So well, one more COVID question I'm going to ask, <coughs> and then we're going <coughs> to swipe left and go way away from it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. um, I do want to ask as a healthcare professional is what mm-hmm. i'm gonna say mm-hmm. <laughs> is it um, uh, is it important do you feel i mean it is important to do research in general but do you feel like you have an extra <laughs> and i for lack of better words like weight of like keeping track of the virus and like keeping yeah, like, like do ha- i know like more doing about research it? <laughs> like do you feel like you should you know as a especially someone that worked at COVID? but yeah. like do you feel like y- oh yeah i do need to keep track of this and like the highs and lows or whatever yeah, do you mean, like,
1: do I know more information about the virus and what's happening with the virus and what yeah. we need to do? And well,
0: or do yeah, but <clears throat> that and do you feel like an extra responsibility to, like, keep um, keep up to date with the research that's going on? Oh, um,
1: I do feel that responsibility, but i also not want <laughs> to keep up with the news these yeah, days because yeah. I just – there's so much bringing us down anyways. Right, I'm just right. like, Psh, I turn it off. Yeah, I don't yeah, – yeah. uh, so – I know if I turn on any news network, it will mm. be ab- all about the latest COVID, whatever. Mm. But I did keep up with it maybe for the first week. But mm. um, so in that aspect, no. But I mean, I don't know if this answers your question, but it's I feel lucky that I'm able to work alongside doctors mm. who um, have traveled. Some have traveled the country and seen how other states oh, okay. and communities have dealt with the virus. Mm. I mean, there is like uh, there. The, a myriad of tr- treatment right. plans for right. the virus and different hospital or different um, physicians will carry out different plans. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. research on that, I've been able to hear, you know, I've been tell- mm-hmm. able to talk with docs about and mm-hmm. um, just the nature of the virus. I
0: yeah.
1: am able to understand a little better, but mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor as yeah. well. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be able to give you any yeah. credit. I feel like I'm not a credible mm-hmm. um, resource mm-hmm. for information. But yeah.
0: yeah. That's And inter- I'm sure too, like you're just, do it like day to day. It's like, you're just doing your job. You're doing like what it you does need to become do. like that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot in there that I hope people, and I think we should say like, if you are getting outside, like social distance, like wear your mask, yeah, like all of that. Like I believe in that. I'm sure you believe in that. Definitely. <laughs> so like do all those things too. Yes. It's really, S-A. and really if you're not yeah. worried about yourself, like just worry about other people. Absolutely. That's what I've like, my wife and i have been talking like sometimes it is for us but most of the time it's really just it's for usually other people <laughs>
1: for other people absolutely yeah. and yeah. i've i'll get on facebook every now and then mm-hmm. and i just hate facebook but i get on <laughs> facebook every now and then and just
0: not a sponsor <laughs> not a sponsor
1: but some of the things that people say is just so mm-hmm. baffling and mind-blowing yes, and yes. the government's trying to control us with the masks i've actually seen people and i just want to like I, know. I don't like I don't like talking or doing anything on social media. Yeah. But I, I just yeah. want to, you know, tell people about the things I've seen. Like, this is a real, real issue, mm. and you might mm. not be affected by it, but your grandma or right. grandpa right. definitely right. definitely would right. have to deal with some stuff. So Yeah.
0: Just be careful. Absolutely. Be careful. Um, well, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk <coughs> about John Thomas Philiger <laughs> for a oh, little bit. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> um, so you were – Born and raised in Richmond? Is Born that right? And raised in oh my gosh. Mechanicsville. Yes. Yes. Such a and that's cents. like a little it's kind of like a sector of Richmond, I guess, yeah, that no people none don't of My know. friends
1: growing up knew what Mechanicsville really? was, even though it's like twenty minutes away from where right. th- half my friends lived. Yeah. They just
0: so did you <sighs> did you like growing up there? Yeah. yeah. It was,
1: it's really good. We got I
0: mean you moved back to Richmond, so I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like right. I'm like ten minutes from the city now, right. so that's nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm also like ten minutes from like where I grew up, mm-hmm. which is Mm-hmm. special i guess but yeah. um yeah it's good mechanicsville uh it's just always been home i have mm-hmm. a lot of family i my grant uh once and my grandparents lived there a lot of aunts and mm-hmm. uncles and cousins mm-hmm. and yeah so a lot of people stayed put in mechanicsville which is nice for me because then i yeah. don't have to travel far to see the people i want to see
0: that's true that is true yeah. um and you w- did you have a kind of awareness of um Growing up like what life was like growing do you I always ask people like do you look back on your childhood or, uh, as like, oh, this was something great or was it something you were aware of growing up like aware of like family dynamics or sibling dynamics or anything or do you look back on that? Do you look back on your kind of life as a as a growing child and look at oh that's that's something interesting that my family did or my siblings did. Does um. that make sense? or yeah or is it something like you grew up interesting question oh like because we we were (coughs) surrounded especially at our theater group like with a lot of different types of people in the sense of like it was private school public school and homeschoolers you were homeschooled um and so we just surround and even that specifically is just a lot of different types of people absolutely so i think no you go ahead no no, go all right sorry
1: I think, gro- like, maybe the first stage or whatever, you could tell me mm-hmm. about all the stages of development probably, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, maybe till I was 10, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything felt normal. Not that right, I should have not right. felt normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. I. But, I mean, like you said, <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled um, all the way till I graduated yeah. through mm-hmm. uh, high school, and I was...
0: Represent. Yeah, me I was too. the only one in <laughs>
1: of my four, or my other three brothers, of the four of us, I was mm-hmm. the only one that went through the in my entire, entire education, yeah. homeschooled. Um, so, I don't think it was until maybe middle school, yeah, probably middle school, where mm-hmm. I started to feel that, like, that's not completely normal, because, I mean, my, the community that my family, my parents surrounded me in was m- predominantly homeschooled families. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, you know, we did um, theater group, mm-hmm. and so that was – you. That I think that was probably – that and, like, church and youth group yeah. were my only outlets where I would hang around people mm-hmm. who were educated differently than me or right. came from different right. households mm-hmm. or whatever. But, I mean, the sports that we were involved in were all homeschool leagues, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that was awesome. We were really lucky to have all of that. And <clears throat> the clubs, you know, we the 4-H mm-hmm. club and honor <laughs> society, you know, we were just – bible studies at the church and right. the co-ops and mm-hmm. those are all homeschooled families um so I, I don't think it was until high school where i really started like really actually hanging out with my public schooled friends mm-hmm. outside of like our activities and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um that i realized that yeah, the way i was brought up is actually much different than the way yeah. most be- not that it's wrong not that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but mm-hmm. there was a difference yeah um,
0: did you enjoy being homeschooled like looking back I did yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. looking back I'm really grateful for the education I received yeah. I don't feel that anything there was anything lacking there um, I have thought if I had to do it over again I mean I would like to try something you know I mm-hmm. might have would have benefited from exposure in the different right area of my mm-hmm. life or something mm-hmm. but honestly I mean I don't really have any regrets on yeah. that and I know my I don't think my parents do. Yeah, but (laughs) I think every time I I talk to some right,
0: right. Every time I talk to someone that they find out that I was homeschooled, Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like I was. But you don't. That's the
1: thing about homeschoolers. You like know when to like bring it up and when not to. It's like you know what I mean.
0: If you're self-aware enough. (laughs) Exactly. Um, is that a lot of the times people are like? I guess the the pushback i guess is like oh where you s- like you're so social though or you're so you're such a b- like you're so talk about blah, blah, and i'm like yeah but like but you don't act like home schooler. i'm like okay, yeah and and i think to, k- to the credit of our parents yeah. like they put us in environments where we could find social groups mm-hmm. and absolutely yeah. yeah
1: and that was really that was really i think special mm-hmm. um that my parents were able to um understand that that needed to be a priority in mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. was yeah. that, um, you almost have to work a
0: little bit harder as a homeschool family too. You do. Yeah. And
1: something that I, and I'll talk to with other homeschoolers is mm-hmm. about is, um, I, I really noticed that being homeschooled, we were able to interact with people of all ages and I'm yeah. talking like, yeah. like people, like our pe- people, our parents age, like mm-hmm. we were really right. close and able to like carry out yeah. n- normal conversations with our mm-hmm. parents. Yeah. And like that's our so friends, parents. I
0: noticed you know that I mean? too. That ho- I, no, diss on public school. No, or no, 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 Private schools, but I, it's just something I noticed that pe- kids that were homeschooled growing up could kind of carry out a conversation yeah. with an older adult a little bit. Like I would like notice longer, that sleepovers. Yeah.
1: Like I would sometimes I'd find myself in the kitchen talking to a couple parents, yes, and yes, all the kids mm-hmm. are doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, exactly I'm like, I don't the same. know if that's normal, yeah. but I just feel comfortable mm-hmm. talking to you mm-hmm. about whatever. I, you know. Well, even
0: when, uh, when. I go back to our theater company. I find myself gravitating towards the adults rather than the oh, the absolutely, kids. <laughs> they are awesome. Yes. Yeah, well yeah, they're they're
1: awesome people, yeah. anyways. So,
0: um, well, you did mention in a little bit mm-hmm. that you have three brothers. Mm-hmm. You're the second oldest. I am. Yes. Um, which is, I guess, middle. Ch- I guess middle child is absolutely, how you would how yes. you would say. Um, Got but talk about written I, all over me. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Um, we'll talk about like just your family dynamics, like what that what was it like? Are you close with all your brothers? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: we we each have different bonds and mm-hmm. different types of friendships, you know. Yeah, with one because your
0: youngest, the youngest one is how old? He is fifteen. <laughs> he's fifteen. Okay, <laughs> so that's a, even that is a big age gap between yeah, he you was guys. Yeah, he's ten years. And especially after with me. Jacob, who's your oldest brother. Mm-hmm, Jacob yeah. is think think he's just turned 28 okay yeah
1: <laughs> and Josiah is 21 yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah so all yeah. very all very different ages I mean mm-hmm. all very different really stages of out. life yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they really spread us out they did. <laughs> I love that uh, yeah. well what I mean living in a family of boys I'm sure is like a very specific thing so I mean something yeah. I've noticed with with you like we have in common at least is that we have we're we we don't have trouble like being friends with girls yeah and having friends that are girls and like making conversations some interestingly enough some guys do have trouble with that Mm -hmm. but um the, and I wonder if that had any, if that has anything to do with growing up in a household with, I mean, obviously I you had your know. mom. I do never but helped like, me understand girls. Right but, but it, right, but maybe you were like, oh, maybe I'll gravitate towards, because I just have boys at home. I don't know to. if that. I don't know, I don't know yeah. if that's, I think that probably what
1: would be a good explanation for that is like <laughs> theater, where it's right, like. Right, right. For Every one guy, there yes, are 10 yes. girls, so it's like, which I kind always of tell people, like, do guys like, do theater because you're there's just so many girls.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, people, ask me that.
1: <laughs> I know. it's just something I did, you know. And yeah. but I, I don't know, yeah, I think that it was just like easier because of stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. do you feel like it's and I may be projecting, so yeah. please okay, disregard this if it's not okay, true. go for it, but in if in like romantic relationships has it been harder for you because Mm. you grew up in a house because I grew up with a sister and part of me feels like I am a little bit in tune with women because I did have a sister and my wife may say otherwise (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know if if you ever if there was any. I
1: never understood I mean I still don't know (laughs) you know (laughs) no I don't I think I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think if I had a sister, it would have changed how you know. Mm-hmm. It would definitely would have changed relationships in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. And I never really thought is about that,
0: that. Is that something you think about as like an adult? I've never thought about no. that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now just, I am. Yeah, you're like now I'm going to <laughs> thanks no. Taylor. No. Um. Yeah. I just. So, well. Um. What. What is. What do you find like different things mm-hmm. about your family? Like. Growing up, like, growing up, are there, are there, do you, yeah, I mean, I always say family dynamics (laughs) is a really broad term, but, like, do you think about, what are specific things that kind of jump out to you that are, Mm -hmm. that you love about your family, or that you you Mm -hmm. would do differently, or things like that?
1: Um, I really, I gotta give to my parents, they really kept us all close, um, a lot of that, I'm sure, had to do with our, um, upbringing, you know, Mm -hmm. on the Bible, Mm -hmm. um, and so they prioritized church and yeah. Christian communities, um, and I really think that that kept us all close together. Um, yeah, we. I mean, w- I'm, I'm one of those people that says, you know, I grew up in the church, right, you know, right. and I'm. Yeah. I feel very, very blessed to be able to say mm. that now. Um,
0: um, yeah, it's yeah. almost a cliche for like a reason. It's like it is. I think yeah. a lot.
1: I th- see this. Here we go. We're gonna go on a little. <laughs> I think that a lot of people kind of think that you wouldn't understand somebody who's new to the faith, which is true. There are parts of it that I won't understand because mm-hmm. it's always been a part of me. You know, right. it's been something that's when I was young mm-hmm. was just there. Everywhere I turned, um, mm-hmm. there was a scripture or a, a reference mm-hmm. or re- something was p- taken back to mm-hmm. the Bible. And, you know, um, you're praying everywhere you go. You're praying before every class that you're right. in. And and so it's, I've, it's like I'm, I've been smothered in that, which is... Right it's a blessing, you know, yeah. but that was a struggle for me. Mm. Like, you know, uh, you know, in like high school when I would mm-hmm. have, you know, interact with my non-Christian friends or my Christians who are new to the faith. Mm-hmm. I think that it was, or I just Christian
0: friends too. I mean, cause we all, Oh yeah. Because it's, it's very yeah. different.
1: And yeah. like, we're talking yeah. about upbringing. It's yeah. different. It depends mm-hmm. on how you were brought up because I mean, mm-hmm. we all have Christian friends that, you know, your family didn't start going to church until yeah. you were in middle school or something. Yeah. So it's not, you don't have that, you have a foundation, mm-hmm. but it's just a different type of foundation. You know,
0: right, right. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how we got there. Well, <laughs> I, I don't even know, what, know what the it. question was. No, but, uh, no, I oh. love it. I love it. Um, b- yeah. While we were before we started recording. I said to JT that rambling is podcast. Like I'm trying so podcast. I'm trying so. so hard to stay on track here, but my brain doesn't I work like it. that. No, I'm no. really
1: trying to focus.
0: <laughs> my job is to just. Wherever you go, I will yeah. go. Okay, so, okay, yeah, I'll keep yeah. that in mind from yeah, here yeah. on out. <laughs> mm. Um so I do wanna ask you too, so your mom is a nurse, yes. which I'm sure has something She's to do with a baby it. nurse. Okay. Yes. Uh, and at the same hospital mm-hmm. as you are? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Um but I know too, as your friend and your roommate and everything, mm-hmm. that theater was a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think something that you did consider going into, right? Is that yeah, true? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, you know, uh, when we were in high school mm-hmm. and, you know, youngins yeah. or whatever, yeah. th- theater was, it was an, I wouldn't say it was an interest of mine. I really could have, sorry, CYT, but I could have <laughs> like cared less like what I did mm-hmm. on, sti- or how I developed as an actor. Right. I did it because it was fun and like my friends were doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were like that, which right. is fine. Right. I still like gave it everything i had and i would try yeah. so hard in the auditions right. and you know but it it was more of just like a thing to do yeah, for a social it, thing yeah
0: the heck mm-hmm. of it or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: it was a social thing yeah. and then when i got to college i um i think i i gravitated towards the theater crowd just because it was what i was used to and i'm right. very grateful that i was able to do that mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I was thrown in a new environment. I really didn't know I wanted to do, ner- do nursing. I had mm-hmm. that kind of in the back of my head, but I was pushing it back. I was so afraid to, to mm-hmm. let that come to the surface like, mm-hmm. and, and pursue it. I was so afraid. So I kind of went to what I knew, and I was involved right. in the theater department. And it wasn't until I was actually taking theater classes, acting classes, um, where I started to understand the whole craft of it mm-hmm. and just studying, um, you know, reading the uh, books by all the actors, you yes, know, and, yes, mm-hmm. and just understanding techniques right. and, it yeah. and really putting it all to practice mm-hmm. and practicing and working with people who were very serious about it as well. Um, just learning from some great people. So, at that point, you know, I was like when I was 20, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I really w- I mean, I I, I, w- I, was serious about it. I thought maybe I could make, make something mm-hmm. of my life with this. Right. Um, and then it didn't happen. (laughs) God pulled me in a, like, the complete different direction. He pulled me right back to where I I knew he kind of wanted me to be, which was nursing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I know a lot of um, theater people now, and I am seeing now how they're using it just to, um, for his kingdom, for his glory. You know, it's something Mm -hmm. that people do and make happen, but Mm -hmm. I just didn't see that being my calling you know or Mm -hmm. it just wasn't what i i knew he didn't want me to do right i enjoyed it and i still enjoy it and it i have this appreciation for the arts that Mm. i think i I, i'm just lucky to have you know (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, exactly and you understand that but it's like just it's just a deeper appreciation Mm -hmm. for for arts yeah um, and for and
0: for performing arts specifically performing arts absolutely yeah um there's so many. I've, every time people talk, I like have so many things. Going I know. In my I, brain. know what you're think. I, I know. I should like I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The first I know. thing I want to say is, as someone who also did consider going into majoring in theater, yes. um, which I don't know if you knew that, but I, I think seriously I knew did. that. I yeah. mean, yeah, I it's think something that I, that I. Mean, I mean, I. I'm no apologist for being a theater nerd. Like, I just I don't care. Yeah. So, but. Um, It's to me, I mean, I hear it all the time and I, and I've talked to people about it that if it's not like that specific world or career, if it's not, if it's not the only thing you want to do and you put your blood, if there's something else that you feel like you could do, then maybe do that. But, but with interestingly enough, and maybe like there's other careers like that for sure, but. I've just heard so many performers say if it's not the only th- because like you sometimes you have to work so like much dedication three jobs so mu- just to do you have to have so right.
1: much drive
0: yeah yeah yes and it's I, gotta I be your do, life. was just like maybe I don't have that <laughs> if you want it
1: yeah, yeah if you want yeah. it to be your career it has to be your entire yeah. life your yes. entire focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. most of my theater friends would say that yeah yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but I do want to, the reason why I talk about all of that too, is to say that did j- in high school, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of, there's kind of, whether it be like social pressure or cultural pressure of like, oh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my yeah. life. Um, so, which is a whole other topic mm-hmm. <laughs> of like, why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. But, um, I think, I wonder if with you, if you ever, because your mom's a nurse because mm-hmm. if uh, and then being in the if there if that was like a juggling act of like oh what should yes. i do or what did you get yeah. to college and you're like maybe i should try something totally different or did you always have in the back of your mind like maybe i should do healthcare? i think i
1: always had that in the back yeah. of my mind even through high school i kept that to myself i didn't want to tell anybody because i didn't want people to yeah, hold me accountable to <laughs> it i know i didn't but I was always exposed to the field of, in, of nursing right. through my mother, which, I mean, she's a wonderful nurse. She's a lactation consultant now at St. Mary's, okay. and she's had a, already had a th- almost, I think, almost 30-year-long career in yeah. nursing, and so I've just been able to see how wonderful it's been for her, but it is very different than the path I took, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm at now. Right. Um but what was the question? <laughs> oh, no, no, cool.
0: <laughs> just kind of juggling uh, those two, I guess. It, does that make sense? Like yeah. having nursing in the back of your mind. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, did I ever consider anything else? Yeah.
1: I mean, of course. I suppose I considered other careers. I I uh, briefly dabbled in the idea of pursuing business. Okay. But I don't know anything more than that. You <laughs> know what I mean? I would. Right. I just. I
0: business is so broad too <laughs> it is very
1: broad and that's one yeah. thing i liked about it i was mm-hmm. like i can just i don't have to focus at this right. very moment on one thing right um mm-hmm. was there
0: ever to I, I don't know and i i was really interested to talk to you about this too of being a male in nursing like that um fear or shame or because yeah. a lot of the times the nurse yes yeah. <laughs> the nurse i don't get
1: that anymore but i did a lot in the beginning oh really like Interesting. Yeah.
0: because a lot of the time if people don't i mean mm-hmm. even now with my wife going to medical school yep. unfortunately people will say oh so you're going to be a nurse and she's yes. going to medical school yes. and i don't know if it if even if, if, if it was the same for you if like oh you're going to be a doctor just because they yeah. assume because you're a male that you're going to end uh, exactly. my wife is going to be a nurse because she's a woman oh that is so such a real thing yes people, yes
1: absolutely and i've had people ask me And I I guess I can't really blame whoever it was, I don't even remember, who asked me this for thinking in this way, but I was asked, well, so you did four years in in nursing, so why don't you just go the extra three years and become a doctor? Right. And I'm like, oh, they're (laughs) completely different, like, career paths there. They Mm -hmm. are not the same, you Mm -hmm. know? It's all medical, but it's not the Mm -hmm. same. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I I mean, I definitely have had people ask me, well, you know, if you want to be a nurse, then why didn't you want to be a doctor? Right. I understand now more than ever how different the the two are, mm-hmm. being a, a med- uh, uh, like a medical doctor, a physician mm-hmm. versus a nurse. You know, one is driving the care of the patient, um, making the important decisions mm-hmm. and weighing benefits and risks and prescribing right. and mm-hmm. diagnosing. You know, and then nursing, we are the eyes and ears in the hospital and, uh, and in other areas. You know, we're the eyes and ears to the physician. Mm-hmm. We're performing our assessments. We're notifying physicians of changes. Um, we're advocating—that's huge—advocating huge, mm-hmm. advocating for the patient, making sure that everything is communicated clearly to patients and to their family. Right. Um, so I mean, it's very different, very different. And so I, I have I have patients ask me as well, like, "Well, why did you settle for nursing? As if it was something to settle right. for." Right. Which is, is a—that's just a misconception. Like it's—I mm-hmm. n- mean, nursing is it can be very difficult, very taxing, and mm. it's required a lot of preparation, a lot of education, dedication, right. you know. Um, it is it is funny, though, and kind of, I don't know, maybe kind of sad, but I have had this happen so many times, Taylor. <laughs> I'll walk into a room, and it's usually like the first time I've seen the patient or something mm-hmm. in the morning. I'll walk into a room to introduce myself, perform my assessment, get things going, right. and they're sitting there on their cell phone, and they'll look at me, and they'll go, Oh, hold on honey the, the doctor's here yeah. and they'll just hang up and i'm like well yeah. i'm not the doctor sorry you <laughs> had to hang up on your loved one like right, that. right. you can call
0: them back <laughs> <No>.
1: exactly that <laughs> happens all the time yeah all the yeah. time and i've yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: it's really interesting
0: so did you to touch a little bit about that did you feel any like fear about that as like going into like what will people think of me yeah or? yeah mm.
1: No, no, I knew that there were pe- that that was something that people would think I should be afraid of. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I mean,
0: I mean, I think that's great, Taylor. I don't think Taylor, be. I
1: lived in a world of theater for <laughs> yeah. I don't it's know true, how long. True. Like, it I've got confidence. Nurse, okay, and like yeah, theater prepared
0: you to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: maybe. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it was all about, yeah. right yeah. there. Exactly. But yeah, uh, no, I I know exactly what you're talking about, like. You know, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm working alongside of like some really incredible male mm. nurses yeah. now too, who mm-hmm. are um, working as you know and supporting families mm-hmm. off of um, mm-hmm. nursing salaries and yeah, and have really made it, n- it is their passion and they have made it work for them. And mm. I mean, it's yeah. it's very different from how it used to be. I know it. I hear it all the time, especially from yeah. the older nurses. Yeah, like wow, we used to not have. Any males, Any you know, males. on the floor. They were all yeah. the doctors. The women were the nurses. But now it's like, it's just a mix. And yeah. I mean, there's absolutely still a, there's an unbalance. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Yeah. Imbalance. Sure. Unbalance. And that
0: stigma, <laughs> like you were saying, like that stigma of like, I think it's the, si- I mean, in there it's interesting there's there's certain fields like education is like mostly like young education yes, is like mostly right? all yeah. women and then obviously med uh, doc, um physicians are mostly all men and nurses are, are, changing, are mostly all women you. and i know and i i think it's all to say like w- like it can be women and men can do either job absolutely <laughs> <And> Ab- <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i agree with you yeah yeah i think that's great it's uh, i think it's just an interesting perspective i think you're probably the only male nurse i know is that true? i think so i'm trying to think yeah i think so so well there you have it you're just advocating for all of them really you're Mm -hmm. speaking for all Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm just kidding i know i don't (laughs) that's interesting um, yeah but i think and i know probably four or five women nurses Mm -hmm. and It's just interesting. I mean, I I remember, of course, being at school how you would be how you would say, you know, yeah, I'm the only male in my group or in the class or whatever. And it was often the same too with psychology, which Mm -hmm, is what I study. mm -hmm. That specific field also. There were
1: actually, I'd say maybe like 15% of my class were guys, so that would be like 15 guys in the class. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a good like there, and that really helped too. You know, Um,
0: just having kind of like. Your nurse mm-hmm. bros around mm-hmm. you, and yeah. So, so something else I want to ask you too is yes. um, theater and other track, even business have they have their own specific set of like education. Um, it's mm-hmm. a very specific. Like you, it's a some people may say it's less difficult than a medical tract but Mm -hmm. for those people maybe they're like well this is difficult like people that are in those specific fields but i wonder too if when you decided to go into medicine that even just the education part was daunting or Mm -hmm. um that you were worried like oh i have to do like especially at the school we went to it's so it is very intense yeah it was yeah Yeah. which it should be (laughs) So
1: the the fear of it and the the, just the monster of Mm -hmm. like all the work and everything Mm -hmm. really, that's what kept me away from nursing. I mean, the first year of college, I just, I kind of, I was kind of had my foot in the door. I was interested. I was looking into it, talking to people about it, but Mm -hmm. it was just, it was daunting. And so I, I mean, the the workload itself scared me away. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I stepped into it and got through it because it, I just feel like, and I, I'm sure anybody, at least with my nursing program, probably any nursing program, but mm. with my nursing program, if you ask anyone from there, you know, like what was the most difficult thing you did mm. in your life th- this, you know, up to this point, I'm sure that nursing school mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. maybe number one. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> I asked my sister this too, and other people too. Do you feel like the, your education prepared you well enough for the field? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. My nursing school did an excellent job just I think something that, and I can't speak for all nursing schools, of course, right. but they really focused on, like, a holis- uh, holis- holistic mm-hmm. um, perspective on healthcare. Mm-hmm. So it's mind, body, mm-hmm. spirit, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, w- as nurses, we f- have to focus on, um, on physical needs as right. priority, physical needs. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of people just kind of end it there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're stable, but then you gotta think about the like, what is you know, how is the person feeling and coping with this dire situation, Mm -hmm. and and you know, are there any spiritual Mm -hmm. components that need to be addressed? You know, is this person a person of faith? Mm -hmm. Could they benefit from a prayer? You know, Mm -hmm. so that's something that my school um, really pressed into us was, you know, don't forget that that part of caring for somebody, Mm. Um, and I think that is probably what set my school, um, aside from the other schools right. I, um, became aware of, you mm-hmm. know, nursing programs mm-hmm. is that, the, I mean, of course, I mean, Liberty is a school right. founded on biblical mm-hmm. principles as a Christian school. So I shouldn't be surprised that that's right. something they focus on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, so you've been working at St. Mary's for, Saint is Mary's. it four years or three? Yeah, I've been there two and a half years oh, as and nurse, and a nurse. And
1: then two years before that, I was like a nursing assistant. Oh, okay. So. Okay.
0: So I guess uh, I guess you can count that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So I guess assistant. it's
1: probably been yeah. about four and a half years, which okay. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what? I. Okay. I have s- uh, again so many questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lay it on me. Come on. <laughs> I'm so ready. What is? What's one thing you would tell like first day, JT? Like day one of being a nurse, to that you would tell him mm-hmm. that what you've learned now. Like what would you tell him? Ooh.
1: Taylor, what a good question. <laughs>
0: you're good at Thank this.
1: Thank you. Um, you know what? Give me a second. Yeah, no, you're good. Commercial break. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, all right, JT, little JT. <laughs> it is It is going to be difficult, but it will be very rewarding. And the things mm-hmm. that you will see in the hospital in the, you know, the The hands of people that you'll get to hold, you know, as they're, Mm -hmm. I I remember that um, in nursing school, they said, you'll be the best part of somebody's day on the worst day of their life. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And that is something that gets you through the day and Mm -hmm. brings you back to the next. So Mm -hmm. it's, it is difficult, but it is rewarding if you really put your, you know, heart and soul into it and are really focusing holistically, Mm -hmm. you know, on that Mm -hmm. patient, like we were Mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah. So it's worth it. you can do it (laughs) (laughs) um
0: what do you find to be and it may be the same answer but i do want to ask you like your favorite thing about being a nurse my favorite thing about being a nurse uh the
1: schedule is pretty great so that's (laughs) there's that but i mean it it is pretty much the same answer like that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i tell people yeah getting to be the best part of somebody's day on the worst
0: day of their life
1: Mm. i mean who else gets to do that
0: yeah and yeah do you mind sharing like a l- like just a little like a story that you have in your brain from something like that,
1: like yeah. a of yeah, yeah of
0: having of like oh. sharing? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, um, you know something the worst day of someone's life and you sh- shared with like the thing is yeah, yeah like that.
1: I mean, there Taylor, there are so many right, right. I have sure to It happens
0: every second of the day, but feels like yeah. it sometimes.
1: <laughs> I think. I think that there are times where the patient's really receptive to prayer you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and that's something that they hold on to for the rest of their their stay in the hospital as my nurse sat down with me and prayed with me and Mm -hmm. so there are many times and I wish there were many more times I would be able to do that Mm -hmm. but there are many times I've been able to do that with patients Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of something specific without breaking HIPAA
0: right right (laughs) no no I totally understand for those of uh, you that don't know, HIPAA is a specific. You can't like talk about anything. You can't anything. talk about it. Yeah, again. you can't talk about anything. But yeah, I that's why I cautiously asked. Yeah. I was like, "Is it okay if you share?" But yeah,
1: yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, Taylor, there are things I could I share. Know. I just can't think of them. If you think of something.
0: something, then we'll go back to it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I think yeah, I think um, talking about a lot of people say when they go into the health field specifically too is just they just want to help people mm-hmm. is obviously is like the number one thing mm-hmm. um so i think it's interesting i think that does come from your education where you went to college too is that looking at the at the person as a whole person mm-hmm. rather than just like a thing to fix almost mm-hmm. it's like oh but they also have a soul and a, and a mind mm-hmm. and then like talk to them as a human being rather than like all that yeah. so i'm sure you've learned that as you have been a nurse too like day to day and i'm sure too it's it's i don't know if you feel that like studying the thing and then doing the thing are like very i don't know if they're very different yeah they are yeah yeah they are everybody (laughs) would agree right yes yes even in my field you know studying psychology is very different than actually from at least my line of work being in a school working with a four-year-old who is throwing a chair at you like yeah you can learn about how the, that child should yes. behave based yes. off mm-hmm. of where they are and their, yeah. div- you know, yeah. but oh, it even can equate to, to like hanging around, being single or newly married or young married and like hanging around with people that have children mm-hmm. and being like, Oh yeah, this, I could have a child like blah, blah, whatever. And then actually mm-hmm. having the child and doing mm-hmm. the thing and doing absolutely. The thing. Yeah. What is a piece of advice that you would give sh- people that are maybe thinking about going into nursing? um a piece of advice i'd say
1: before you you know start filling out the applications and setting aside the money and everything right. uh look for somebody in your your circle or somebody mm-hmm. that you know that is in the the profession you want to pursue or or whatever mm-hmm. area of nursing and um shadow with them for a couple days mm-hmm. because like you said it's very different than what you might expect yeah. so um. definitely I, I shadow and talk to somebody who's been through it um, and I just it, it is very rewarding it is a very rewarding mm. profession it's mm. you're getting to help meet people's physical needs which is something that I think a lot of people just have a desire to do anyway so right. it's you know getting to go to work that's my job and I get paid to do that right to mm. actually care and serve for somebody and to be mm. the hands and the feet of Jesus mm. Christ mm. every single day. I mean I don't I couldn't ask for anything better, you know, yeah. to do with my time. And so if it's something that does seem daunting to you, just pray about it a lot, talk oh. to the people you know who have gone through it before you. Um but don't don't be like me and like <laughs> and let it you know scare yeah. you for so long. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. just do your research yeah. and put all you got into it. Mm. I got an answer okay. to the last question, okay, by I'm the ready. way. I'm ready. So, I, this is something that's come up with the COVID, with this whole okay. COVID nineteen okay. thing, um, and the family members not being able to um, be there at the bedside with the mm-hmm. patient. We're doing a lot of phone. I'm calling the family a lot more frequently right. than I am right. when they're, you know, at the bedside and or the in person, yeah. able to come see their loved one. Something that has just, I, I'm so grateful that i'm able to do this f- for somebody and i always think you i always think if my mom if my mom were in the hospital mm-hmm. right now and she had covid or you know right. something was going on and i didn't know if she'd be able to make it mm-hmm. um I, what are the things that i would if i were at the bedside would do for that mm-hmm. for my mother what would i do would i make sure that her mouth was clean you know would i do oral mm-hmm. care would i massage her feet would mm-hmm. i You know, would Mm. I sit with her and flip through every channel until she finds what she wants to watch or, you know, or, or even like we, I mean, most of our patients are sedated Mm. and on a ventilator. So would I just sit with her and hold her hand and stroke her hair, you know, maybe comb her hair because who's going to do it if Mm. your child's not there, right? right? Right. So uh, you have to think of those things. I'm going to do those things as a child Mm. would for their parent or Mm. as a brother would for or as I would for my brother or, right. you know, or as I would, if I had a kid, you know, yeah. I can't imagine. Mm. And so getting to talk to the family, I usually, if I'm able to, I'll talk to them a couple times a day. It's very busy. So you just really got to make right. that time. Right. But I always have been ending the conversation with, um, I don't, with, I am looking at your, I'm looking at your loved one or your daughter. or I'm, I'm mm. looking at your mother, you know, I'm looking mm. at her and I am here for her and I am all like I'm all eyes on her and I'm doing everything I can to make sure that she's going to get well and that she is comfortable and I think mm. just being able to reassure somebody right. like that, you know, I don't know if it really makes them feel better. I think it I mean, I, d- I imagine it it does. But right. it's not just saying it, you have to do it, right? right. And I want them right. to be able to hear that in my voice like I'm actually mm. going to do these things. Mm. You know. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. Uh, yeah (laughs) but it's it's incredible the things that that the positions i've Mm. i guess i've been able to be in during this pandemic i gotta tell you
0: i love that love it yeah um Two questions I ask every guest, and I forgot to tell you this before. Oh, I knew you were so going to do this. <laughs> have you, what, you've it. listened to some episodes you said, so I don't know if you've gotten to okay, this part.
1: Okay, briefly, no, probably not. Okay, okay. <laughs> is it at the end? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it is at the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, we, you take your time. I can cut <coughs> everything a, out. Yeah. The pauses. But the first one yeah. uh, being, of course, as listeners know, if I was able to hand you a blank check. How would you use that towards your passion?
1: What a good question. Thank okay, you. a blank <laughs> check. I get to fill yes. out however much. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, you know, I don't
0: have that ability right now, okay.
1: but. <laughs> okay. uh, Taylor, um, if I were handed a blank check, oh, it's got to be on my p- about my passion.
0: That is the whole point, passion project.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, something that I, I mm-hmm. know s- at some point in my career I would love to get into this is like prevent- preventive meta- medicine, mm-hmm. <coughs> which is like, I mean, it's just a huge component of like education and okay. of populations, vulnerable populations, mm-hmm. on how to stay healthy, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to manage um, medical conditions like diabetes or yeah. hypertension mm-hmm. and stuff. I think a lot of the patients that we see in the hospital are end up in the hospital, you know, because they're not managing their health as they, right. their primary care doctor was telling them to, or maybe they don't even see their primary care doctor. Yeah. And so it, I'd say, like, I don't know, eight times out of ten, mm-hmm. the patients I've seen, it, it could have been prevented, you know? Right. So let's see if I had a blank check. <laughs> I guess I would like I would put it towards developing some sort of program that mm. I know that there are programs out there but maybe to help benefit those programs I need to get involved myself mm. right now but I think I would maybe I would direct it somewhere towards preventive medicine. Okay. Cool. And effective education to these people, mm. you know, delivering
0: mm. edu- education effectively mm. and to speak to you that too, I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 like it often. I think too, health in general education mm-hmm. should be a lot better in my opinion. Like yeah. health in the school, like children learning about their bodies and like understanding, like oh, it, like how to be healthy. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think we do. A, a, you you're know, right. Like in a, yeah. What I do think I know I about th- public I think Just school, people right? that but aren't in the like health field don't know enough about their bodies in general. Do you know True. what I mean? I don't know if yeah. that's... I think, yeah. like, in, like,
1: diet and exercise, too, is something that you just hear about all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's so but vague. Like it yeah. is very vague. Yeah. And I know because I, I listened to a little bit of Sarah's, but I know that's, like, yes. a kind of a passion of hers. Yes. Right? But um, Sarah Rawlings. Sarah, that, Sarah Rawlings. Yes.
0: Go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah. There's your plug. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Shameless plug.
1: <laughs> but you're right. It is yeah. very vague. I mean, I think a lot of people think... You know, okay, so calories are bad, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. exercise right. is good, but what does right. that actually mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah. trying to learn that myself, though, so I feel like I'm not in a position to like tell somebody, mm-hmm. to, you know. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. goes along with the preventive medicine or right. preventive. Yeah, um, and
0: we should say too, some of it is genetic, and some of it is absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, but learning about that and learning, okay, wait, is it genetic for me, or is it something I, that mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. need to work on, or mm-hmm. that I mean, everyone should work on it, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, uh, for uh, a, an answer that you just learned the question of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I even thought like I I meant to ask this Taylor mm-hmm. before you started. Mm-hmm. I was because I, I figured you would do something like this. Yeah. Like, are there any questions you're gonna ask me I that f- I need I to usually, prepare
0: for? It's so funny. Is I usually do, and then I, I forgot. Oh. This um, is
1: raw material. I know. Right we here. just we just Coming went up into it. With it on the I spot. love it.
0: Th- and raw material sometimes is the best material. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, secondly, I ask, okay. um, what are you loving right now? Uh, if there's a specific thing, it can be, I always say it can be like a movie, a TV show, a book, a podcast, or whatever, walking, whatever, literally anything. Um, and if you need time to think about it, I don't need time. Okay, I know great. exactly. Go. What I'm loving oh my right, gosh, right, go right now. Yeah. What are you loving right now?
1: Parks. I love parks. Ooh, great. I'm telling every day off, and it's like, this is definitely, it's, I've been driven to this because of the virus, mm-hmm. which is. I, I guess it's a healthy thing to be driven towards, but like every day yeah. I'm off, I'll like go to a different County park or oh, sometimes the right. same one. I'll just go yeah. and you know, and just run around like mm. run their track mm-hmm. and enjoy the sun and soak yeah. it all in. And I mean, it's, I'm always going by myself usually. I mean, every very rarely I'll have a guest with mm-hmm. me or a friend, Not a guest, yeah, friend <laughs> will come with me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just hang out. But it's usually just me and it's like, it's my quiet time. Mm. It is my time to, like, mm. I'll go out to, like, I got a, I'm not going to tell you, but I got a secret, like, park with a, p- a field, and I'll go out to that field, and I will pray out loud. Like, it mm. is so freeing. But yeah. that is the thing I'm into I love these that. days. It's yeah. so great. It's
0: so great. Yeah, just the, getting um, outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also answer this question because mm-hmm. I like to give... People's suggestions on what to do now. I yes. want to do to fill their time because we're all st- still trying to fill time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently reading this book called Beach Read, mm-hmm. um, which my sister suggested to me, and I'm gonna quickly look up the author Did so you I say have it right. Be- Beach, B E A C H, okay. and then read. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I don't have internet, so let me look. Give me a second. We're gonna. We're gonna. I don't know the password either. We're I can. I just like looked it up on my laptop, and I'm like, oh, just do it on my phone. It is by, mm-hmm. it is by Emily Henry, mm-hmm. and it's just such a good book. Bu- it's um about these two authors that one of them writes. This is a very vague definition because I don't want to spoil anything, but um it's about this. The girl author writes romance novels. The guy author writes mystery, and they decide to write each other's zon- as a bet to try and write each other's genres. Um, so the guy takes the romance and the girl takes the mystery, and it's just super interesting. There's a lot of other things that go on in the book. Um, it's a book about the two authors writing. Yes, yeah, so it's about not a, It's not a. It's uh-huh. an, It's a fiction. It's not. Yeah. Um, it's not real yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been really loving that. I'm not super far along in the book, but yeah, I've been really l- enjoying that. And um, as listeners know, I'm moving soon, so that's fun. Yes, you guys, he's to moving farther away. We're just, uh, <laughs> we're just excited to get the move over with, mm-hmm. is what we're excited about. Aww. Well, um, we are an hour in. Can you believe that? We did it. I know, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Well, um, I had such a good time talking about your passion and good. learning a little bit more about you. And um, just so excited to see where you go after, mm. you know, in life.
1: Taylor thank you for including me in this and Mm -hmm. I really I really (laughs) had a good time it's really good to sit down and talk with a friend Mm -hmm. and yeah I really appreciate this absolutely awesome what you're doing
0: thanks thank Mm -hmm. you so much well uh everyone go follow us on social media and share this episode if you like it Uh and we will see you next time all right bye guys (laughs)